0: Welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined as always by the one and only Allison Aletha. Al, how you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty peachy. Like, I've got a rainy day today, but I, I actually like rainy days. It makes me feel all cozy and stuff, so I'm looking forward to just vegging today. <laughs> how nice. are
0: you? Well, Allison, in a word, miserable. Oh, no. <laughs> I am I'm feeling miserable today um and let me tell you why so yesterday my allergies started kind of going haywire all right so my dog my cat and then my my uh, in-law's dog who we see we see my wife's parents and their dog like almost almost every day because my dog and their dog love playing together so like my allergies are just going like off the charts I was snotty I was sneezing I was my eyes were watery. I feel like my body's been put through the ringer. So I go to bed early. I take some Benadryl. I go to bed early. I wake up today and I'm like, you know what? Today's going to be a much better day. I've got a wedding to go to later today. That's why we're doing this early morning show. I'm like, you know what would kick this day off in the right way? A Tim Hortons coffee. So I drive over. I, I pre order on the mobile app, double, double, two cream, two sugar, get a donut for myself and for Samantha. I drive over, I pick it up, I'm looking at the clock, I'm like, oh god, it's it's 10.25, I'm recording with Allison in five minutes, I better hurry. I get back, I get set up, take a drink of my coffee, and it sucks.
1: <laughs>
0: it sucks, it's watery, it's runny, it's bland, it sucks.
1: That's so lame. Miserable. That's like, I mean, if you make it yourself and you're just like, ah, oh, whatever, I made this dumb and I could just make a new one. But if you go and buy Ugh. it, like, that sucks.
0: Ah, I just took another sip. It's dreadful. Ugh. Why
1: do you keep drinking it?
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, well, I just, I feel like I need something in the morning, you know? Something <laughs> is better. Well, I don't know, actually. Something might not be better than nothing, but, yeah, that's where I'm at. I have a watery <laughs> coffee. I have, uh... It's kind of rainy here too, Al, but it's gonna be a good night. I think. I think once I can once I can get rid of this coffee, get a new coffee that's blended properly. I think this day is gonna the up. It's gonna be on the upswing. Pick up. Yeah, it's gonna pick up after this show actually because I'm excited to do this show because this is a topic that I am like really passionate about actually, and that is inspired by Zelda games. So yes. You heard it right, Uh, this is a Zelda podcast, and we ain't talking about Zelda games today, we're going to be talking about all the other games that are kind of sort of like Zelda games, and this was inspired by the Fall Brawl character contest, which is full-blown underway right now. Um, As we speak, I think that Tingle and Mallow are locked in a intense second-round matchup, where they're only divided by like 15 votes or something, but when I posted the bracket, 64 Zelda characters, let me correct myself, 62 Zelda characters and two inspired by Zelda (laughs) characters. All of the comments weren't like, wow, this is going to be a great matchup. Wow, I don't know who's going to win. Wow, so many diverse Zelda characters. I would say 90% of the comments were like, who's the drifter? Why is Amaterasu here? Who are these people? (laughs) So by God, that is what we are here to answer today. We are going to be enlightening everybody about some of the best Zelda-like games that you can play, and I've played a fair, uh, a fair share of them, so I, I'm hoping to have some insight. But Allison, before we get there, two, uh, two things of note. First, no Nintendo Direct so far. What is, what is going on? We are at September the 18th. I feel like there is information to show off this year. Um, man, I, I don't know. It feels weird. I just had my Nintendo Switch Online subscription just roll over. So no new incentives to get anyone to resubscribe to that. Uh, It just came and went. So a little surprised so far that we've had not, not even a mini direct or anything like that. I was expecting something to maybe kind of bridge the gap from... We know that we've got Pokemon in November. But after that, we don't really have anything, I don't believe... I guess we have that Pokemon Arceus game in January... But we don't really have anything for December, the rest of January, February, or, I mean, really anything up until uh, E3 would be the big announcement in 2022. So we don't know what we're going to be doing for the Nintendo Switch in 2022 yet. And uh, it seems like September would have been a good time to pull back the curtain and let us, you know, figure or find that out.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't anything this week, because I thought for sure that we would see something from Nintendo this week. And, I mean, we did, but and we'll talk about that in a minute. But, um, you know, September isn't over. And like you have said in the past, this is, like, the end of fiscal year. And, I mean, in my company, this is, like, we're at the wire here to get a lot of stuff done. So maybe, like, Nintendo, they, they have a few check marks they have to do before they send out a direct and you know even if they don't in september there's also you know early october i would think that they might they could possibly push to but i feel like there will be something in the next in the coming weeks you know so let's not just be too like too disappointed just yet
0: well that's fair enough um we'll have to keep our eyes peeled we are 22 some days away from metroid dread so i mean that's pretty much enough for me whatever else we got this year i think very realistically metroid dread could be like not just my game of the year but maybe game of the year in general for like mainstream like the game awards kind of thing because like 2021 was was a light year i feel like so uh yeah Yeah, really looking forward to that 22 days away
1: I'm not sure I know we still have the second wave of age of calamity d l c coming too, but we don't know anything about it, so that that supplies more that we will be having some kind of direct soon as well,
0: yeah, I mean man at at this point, I could just see them going like the the YouTube trailer you know drop route like they did when Maybe. i mean when they announced when they announced age of calamity, that was just like a trailer that came out of nowhere,
1: yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe it's bigger than we think it's going to be because the first wave, it was all right. Like it was decent, but maybe the second one has a like more oomph to it, you know, so maybe they have to go a different route. Who knows?
0: Uh, maybe we will see. One thing that we did get last week, we are partying like it's 2015. The Nintendo Switch supports Bluetooth. Finally, finally, <laughs> you can pair those Bluetooth headphones to your Nintendo Switch. It only took uh, almost five years to get (laughs) this feature added to the Nintendo Switch, but by God, it's here now. Maybe next we'll have voice chat. Who knows?
1: I mean, it's actually kind of funny because I didn't care, like, earlier this week when that, I'm like, whatever. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, I don't think anybody really uses wired, uh, like unless you're over here PC gaming or whatever with your nice big old headphones. But if you're out with the Switch and stuff, nobody really has wired headphones anymore because Samsung and iPhone no longer support those. So, which
0: is garbage, by the way, garbage. Yeah,
1: I agree. So dumb. But that's the way the world is right now. So the fact that the Switch finally did that, I think it. I think you know it's a good thing. But yeah, they're a little late to the party
0: yeah, they're, like, the party's over at this point. The, the police have been <laughs> called, and everyone's been shooed home, and Nintendo's showing up the next day ready to rock, I guess. But, I mean, better late than never. I am looking forward to, uh, to sitting down and playing Metroid Dread with uh, with some Bluetooth headphones in, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that'll be nice. So, yeah, that's very cool. Um, I, you know, I, it just kind of came out of nowhere, again. And Nintendo is pretty, pretty famous for that. They just... Announced these things right out of nowhere. Uh, nobody's suspecting anything. And I actually found out while in the middle of recording the Omega Metroid podcast. I was like, hey, sorry to interrupt, but I just read this tweet from Nintendo. Like, we're getting Bluetooth, so I thought that that was pretty funny. But yeah, yeah. that is available uh, right now, actually. So go and take advantage of that if that's something that you've been waiting for. All right. That's my dog upstairs. He's saying hi to me. Uh, let's <laughs> let's talk about some Inspired by Zelda video games, of course, um, you know, we had Skyward Sword HD come out this year in the summer, which is awesome, we had Age of Calamity come out back in November, but for whatever reason, I still feel, I feel like we are in a dry period right now, and, uh, where there's not, there's just not a lot going on, which is really strange, because this is the 35th anniversary of Zelda, you'd have thought that there would have been a little bit more content to talk about, but... Breath of the Wild 2 is still dark. We don't really know anything about that yet, other than that trailer that we got, which I thought was a little bit underwhelming. Um, Skyward Sword is out, and, you know, as awesome as that was, there wasn't really any new addition to that game other than the controls. So I, I kind of feel like we're back to where we were, like kind of just in a, in a holding pattern, waiting for maybe the Age of Calamity DLC to reveal itself. But um, our goal here today is if you are feeling similar to me, and you're just like, man, it feels like there's not a lot going on in the world of Zelda, but I've got the Zelda itch, and I want to scratch it, we are here to recommend you some Inspired by Zelda games. And some of these are going to be new, some of these are going to be old, and uh, some of them are, all of them are are really awesome. So with that being said, let's just get right into it, Al. Uh, Before we begin, is there a favorite Inspired by Zelda game that you have?
1: I mean, so far, um, because I haven't played a lot of these that we're going to talk about. Um, Some of them are on my to-play list, Um, but so far from the ones that I have played, I would say uh, Moonlighter, and we could talk about that now, or we could talk about it later. (laughs) It's up to you. Uh,
0: You know what? Let's talk about it in a little bit. We'll get to that. So, if you haven't played a lot of these, why don't we do this? I'll read off the game. You ask me what makes it a great Inspired by Zelda title, and okay. follow up with any other questions like that. Does that sound good?
1: Yeah, sounds good to me.
0: Okay, and uh, I'm going to just preface this as well with, we, we're we going to skip over Star Fox Adventures. We're not going to talk about that one in depth, yeah, because in the archives, yeah, we had an entire episode about Star Fox Adventures that me and Amanda Von Hale did, and uh, you can go and check that out. But, I mean, needless to say, that is a awesome Awesome, inspired by Zelda game. I gotta love seeing Fox McCloud do the old Link jump and, like, the the victory pose when Link finds an item. It's fantastic. So, let's go. Alright, so the first inspired by Zelda game, and we are, we will do a full-depth, full-blown episode about this game in the podcast sometime in the future. But maybe the most, maybe the most famous inspired by Zelda game of all time, Okami. This is, without a doubt, the best Legend of Zelda game released in the year 2006. This is, without a doubt, the best Legend of Zelda game that has a wolf in it. This is such an awesome game. It's a crime that we never really got a true console sequel to this. Incredible game. It's available right now on the Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, almost any console. This game is awesome. Have you... I don't think you've played this one yet, right, Al?
1: I haven't played it in full, but I have played it a little bit. And I would agree. It is, uh, I mean, I wouldn't agree with everything that you just said. But <laughs> I would agree that it is a fantastic inspired by Zelda game. And, uh, like, yeah, let's get into it. What what do you think makes it a uh, good inspired by Zelda game?
0: So this one is, is a little bit more on the nose with Zelda than a lot of the other games. A lot of them are inspired by, you know, as, as the name kind of... Um, you know, tells you, but I think with Okami, it's, it's obviously inspired by Zelda, but it's like directly inspired by Zelda, and like, it's, um, it's got a very, very, very similar structure, some of these other games kind of take part of that Zelda structure, and then put their own spin on it, while Okami really just does what Zelda does, and does it well, so you can go, and you can go through different dungeons in the game, and that's awesome, you can go through these epic boss fights, that's awesome. Um, you have these really charming characters, including a companion, and just, like, all of the all of the kind of charming, whimsical characters that you would expect to see in, in Zelda, and that's awesome. Um, and you've got all of the, the different items and upgrades that you can use and, like, different ways to kind of hone your arsenal. So it's, it's a very, very Zelda-esque game. I would even say that, like, the way that they kind of... Um, the way that they kind of position Amaterasu, who is the lead character in this game, um, who is the the sun goddess, is very similar to how the Legend of Zelda portrays Link in that they're kind of these quiet heroes that are that are revered, but also a little bit unsuspecting. And, and some people are you know kind of <laughs> they're they're kind of treat him like uh, like they're goofballs and stuff like that. It's just like it's so it's so well done and. Um, you know, just the, the structure of the game is incredible. But you you then go past the structure of the game and you kind of get to some of the icing that they put on top of the cake. And it's, again, it's very Zelda-like. It's, like, um, a lot of the game is, is very similar to how you might picture, like, Kakariko Village or Hiteno Village from mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, where it's, like, it's very... It's very artistic. The music is very um, Japanese sounding, which uh, it, and the music just sounds incredible. Um, it's just like this. This really is the whole package. I think it's just got it's got the humor. It's got the charm. It's got the the gameplay. The story is is really exceptional. I will say that I I think Okami probably runs a bit long. Um, it probably goes a little bit faster, or I, I'm sorry, it goes a little bit longer than it needs to. Um, there's a what feels like a natural conclusion to the game, but then the game kind of keeps on going for a little bit afterwards. But for my money, this is like one of the best, if not the best, inspired by Zelda games. And some of these games are really awesome in, in the you know the fact that they're kind of these short whimsical adventures that remind you more of like The Link's Awakenings or the um, even The Link to the Past in a sense. This is like a full blown like 3D Zelda-esque game. So, I have a lot of love for Okami. Um, I bought it for the Switch, and I've been... I bought it for the Switch, actually, again, because I have it on the Wii and PlayStation 2, but I bought it for the Switch to play it for the Champions cast, and we just... We haven't quite got there yet, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to eventually get there and do, like, a deep dive into this game because it is... I mean, it's awesome.
1: I would... Yeah, I mean, I would look forward to that, too, because it's something that I've, I've started playing. I haven't... um I haven't quite, like really got into the nitty gritty of it yet and I don't know I don't remember what stopped me but it's definitely something that I look forward to getting into again and definitely if we could do an episode of it in the future but I remember like I really like the character the main character seems uh seems great you know just kind of this this person who's or not well not person but spirit that's like kind of thrust into this world and you know you're supposed to do all these things to help right and i i like how there were some little side quests along the way that i was doing they were cute and funny and the characters are kind of just a little goofy but that's fine and um and i think i was getting on to like part of the main quest before i like stopped a little bit Mm -hmm. but otherwise like the art style is great um i i like all the colors and like everything that's going on it's like 3d but almost not because it's it's like a living painting kind of feel it's, um, it's
0: very it's very wind waker-esque but like with yeah. um with dark borders around everything so it, it kind of has a 2d uh it's like faux 2d almost but in a 3d world it looks very cool
1: yeah kind of kind of almost like pop-up book story a little yeah. bit um but otherwise like i i would agree that it is definitely a big uh 3D like one of the best 3D inspired by Zelda games i i definitely get major Zelda vibes when i was playing it and I, it's something that i look forward to playing in the future um trying to uh my hand at it again so i look forward to that
0: it's very fun um i think that for my money uh sun is one of the best companions in like uh, like, I, I'm just going to say the Zelda series. Okami isn't technically part of the Zelda series, but putting that companion in with all the companions from Zelda, I'd say that Isan is, like, at the top for me, or he's close to the top. He's just, he's very funny. He's, like, the short little cricket. Uh, so he's, he's really good. And just the way that you can use, like, your different paintbrush abilities is really, I don't know, it's unique. Sometimes, like, I would say that Okami has a slightly more focused, like, a combat-focused gameplay, because, like, you go into these arenas and you you end up battling foes and you're you're graded and you get points based on how your battles go. So that's one of the key differences from you know traditional Legend of Zelda games, and something that I'm not like super super in love with, but it, it also is kind of cool because it encourages you to like play around with your different paint abilities and like um, especially on the Wii actually it was really cool because like you can take your Wii Remote and you can do your uh your your movements or whatever and I played for like an hour on the Switch, and you can also do that as well with the, um, with the Joy-Con, you can, you can use the gyro controls and just make the actual paint strokes while you're fighting, so it's, it's very cool, probably, like, the, the mother of all inspired by Zelda games, but I actually, before, and I'm gonna save some of the Okami talk, because we are going to get into it, but I'm, before, let's move on to another game, but also kind of part of the same, it's the same series here, do you know what the best Zelda game on the DS is?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> no, what
0: is it? <laughs> right, but the best of all the game on the DS is Tingles Rosy Rupee Land. Do you know what the oh, second okay. best game is? <laughs> no. O- Okamiden. Okamiden. Oh, yes, that's right. is a game that, so it's a sequel to Okami, as the name implies. This game completely flies under the radar. People forget that it exists. And, like, it's, it's really, really impressive what this game is able to achieve on the Nintendo 3DS. First of all... Obviously, it doesn't look as good as Okami did. That, I mean, that's a given, right? Just mm-hmm. based on the, the hardware and platform that it's on. But I would say that this game looks way better than both Zelda games. Uh, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks has any right to. And it, like it, it, just it's very impressive, I think, because like, you get the same kind of scope. You get the same big overworld. Granted, there are more loading points in this overworld, but you get the same big overworld. You get the same, like... Um, different like all all these like pretty awesome dungeons and this game is, is a little different from Okami in that you have a couple different companions and you can kind of interact with those companions and like solve puzzles together with them and, and it's kind of a cool little hook for this game and you play as Chibi Terasu who is a puppy version of Amaterasu so that's also awesome nobody ever talks about Okami, in very very underrated game so if you have a Nintendo uh, DS or 3DS you should go out of your way to check this out it's really good
1: I just looked it up because I remember you talking about it. I don't remember if you went detailed into it during an episode, but I do remember you saying that you played it and uh, talking about it a bit. And it's very, it's so cute. Like it kind of has it. I would say it does look better than uh, Spirit Tracks and Phantom of the Last, but it kind of has that feel like that, like every, the proportions are all kind of cramped because it needs to fit on the 3D. But it looks good. Like it looks cute. And and you're just this little baby Amaterasu is so cute, and I, I'd love to play this after playing Okami. I wouldn't mind playing this at all. It looks great. Um, even the villains kind of have a Phantom Hourglass kind of vibe to them, so that looks awesome.
0: Yeah, it, it's really fun, um, and the, the best part about it, and just really kind of enforces to me how different Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks would be if you could just move regularly, but yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the best part about it is you can just move regularly and then all of the other like touchscreen stuff is kind of, you know, auxiliary stuff. And they use the touchscreen to their advantage because like I was saying on a with the paintbrush strokes, you can use the the stylus to do like your your moves and stuff like that. You can draw the symbols that you need to, uh, et etc. et cetera. So it does a, a really good job of, um, you know, utilizing the hardware, but not... Over utilizing the hardware, like I think that Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks did. So, yeah, very uh, very impressive game. Liked it a lot.
1: Nice. All right. All right. What's let's next?
0: Uh, let's move up the list here. I bought this game uh, after reading an article by our buddy uh, Ewan Crombie, former Zelda Dungeon member. This was a game called Fair Rune, and there was a Fair Rune package available on Nintendo Switch. It's still there. It's only like ten bucks. You get Fair Rune One, Fair Rune Two. And, uh, I think there's like a, another kind of, uh, spin-off game in there, but this game I thought was, was very charming in a Zelda NES kind of way where it's like, it's very much kind of the same, it's kind of the same kind of style where like you just go and there is no direction given to you and you just start and, uh, you, you eventually, you know, you go on, you find your upgrades, you find your weapons, you have some bosses, but, the thing I think that sticks out to me about this game is, like, um, it really is Zelda NES-esque. And, like, you just start. There's not really a story. There's great music, but it's, like, still kind of chiptune music. But there is no there is no direction for you. You just go. So <laughs> I, I can understand that that's not really, you know, a lot of players, cup of tea. But I really like this game, and I, I would recommend it. It's, it's short. I think Fair Rune One is very short, and Fair Rune Two is like a little bit longer, but still, still decently short. But uh, I, I had fun with this game, and I and I believe that it's cheap, so this is a good one to hold people over.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I definitely haven't played this one at all, but uh, looking at it, it definitely has the visuals of an NES Zelda. Um, I mean, even this picture I'm looking at has like three uh, suspiciously familiar goddess-looking that look exactly like our goddesses that we know and love. So it and all the items look very NES um, item like in Zelda. So you can definitely tell that this has like a Zelda kind of coat of paint to it. And that's awesome. If you're if you're really I know there's some really big fans of the NES games. I'm personally not one of those. But if you are, I feel like this definitely would look like something you would enjoy.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, uh, I wanted to say it's in like the upper echelon of of inspired by Zelda games, but I do mm-hmm. think that it is. It's definitely worth a play, and like like I said, it's short. You can actually get it on your phone too if you want. Um, oh, nice. So yeah, it's uh, it's a good little it's a good little game. Um, actually, speaking of games that you can get on your phone, let's talk. Let's skip ahead in the queue here a little bit and talk about one of the most surprising games that I've ever played in my life that was stranger things the game and it' was, it is of course based off of the stranger things show. So Al do you like stranger things the show
1: um, so nobody hate me for this but I haven't watched it yet and I'm kind of waiting for it to be like close to the end because I'm one of those people that likes to binge it so I don't want to be I don't want to be like the rest of you waiting on you know the edge of my seat for the next season <laughs>
0: dude you're gonna, so be, you're gonna waiting. be waiting forever.
1: You think it's gonna go on long?
0: Well, no. I I just mean it's been like four years since the last season came. It's not been that long, but it's been a long time since the last <laughs> season came out. See, so I like, don't want
1: to feel like it's been four years between seasons. I I will say I will say that the lot.
0: the seasons don't end on like huge huge cliff cliffhangers. I think every season kind of feels like its own season, so it's not like too too awful. But yeah, I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But. Stranger Things, the game. So I like Stranger Things, obviously. Um, I downloaded this game. I was just browsing around in the Google Play Store, just kind of schmucking around. And I was like, you know what? Sure, I'll try Stranger Things, the game. I start playing it. This game is awesome. It is, it's basically a ripoff off uh, of A Link to the Past. Uh, but instead of upgrading items necessarily, you, you actually upgrade... And you add characters that you can play as. So like you can start off playing as Hop, and then you you get like you get Will, and then you get uh, Lucas, and then like all these characters have different items that they use. So like Lucas has his slingshot or whatever, and then you can do different things with the environment. And like they did a really, really awesome job of recreating uh, Hawkins in this game. It's uh, there's tons of like really good puzzles, actually. It's, it's very, very much, um, A Link to the Past-esque, and it's free. So I was, like, completely blown away by, like, how good this game was. Because, I mean, you see a free game based on a licensed property in the Google Play Store for your phone, and you're just like, oh my god, this is gonna be garbage, right?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And most of them are. But this game was, like, just awesome. I could, I couldn't believe how good it was. So, I would, I would definitely recommend that to anyone out there. Uh, I mean, obviously, particularly if you're a stranger things fan, but uh, really, really fun game. I played stranger things three, I want to say. So they went right from stranger things, the game to stranger things three, cause they released it at the same time as season three. Um, not as good, definitely not as good, but, uh, and it, and it wasn't as good because it kind of moved away from the Zelda aspects of it. But this game I thought was like really, really fun, really surprising. And, uh, Hey, it's free. So yeah, I I was like completely shocked by, you know, the quality of this game.
1: Yeah. Does it have like in-game purchases or anything like that?
0: Nope.
1: Wow, that's pretty cool actually.
0: Yeah. There wasn't any like obnoxious ads or banners or anything. It was just like play stranger things.
1: Weird. You don't yeah. you usually don't hear about that on mobile games.
0: <laughs> yeah. I uh, like it was weird, but uh, in a in a good kind of weird way.
1: So, yeah, shout out over to here, Stranger Things. I'm over here waiting for a mobile Zelda game to come out when I, if that'll ever happen. But I'm expecting it to be bogged down by ads and in-game purchases. So. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about another famous inspired by Zelda game. You could argue maybe this isn't inspired by Zelda, but I I think that I think that it kind of is to a certain extent. Um, Shadow of the Colossus, one of the, you know, one of the great games, I think, of the PlayStation 2 era. Al, did you ever get to play Shadow of the Colossus?
1: Nope. I don't even know what that is.
0: All right. You're going to have to tell
1: me all about it.
0: Let me rock and roll here. I actually just played this about a year, year and a half ago for my PS4 about Shadow of the Colossus Remastered. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have my original PS2 version as well. So this game is very atmospheric. It's very Breath of the Wild actually, in a certain kind of way, because, like, you are, you play as the Wanderer, you have your horse, and you are in this fantastic open world, and there is nothing in this open world except for the scenery, the environment, there's no enemies, there's no nothing, there's just the terrain, yourself, and your horse. The only other thing there are is four, uh, or is a collection of giant, like, colossi i guess is what they call them and there's uh i believe there's 12 of them maybe 12 or 13 of them in this game and you have to go and slay them and the goal of this is that with each colossi that you slay you are one step closer to restoring life to your long lost love who you've brought to uh you've brought her like dead body to this altar and the entire game is you kind of searching for these giant beasts and then you have these just like amazing encounters, and you have to climb up them and stab them in particular spots, and when I say that they are, like, big, like, they're, like, like, 300 times the size of you, so, like, they are absolutely ginormous, particularly as the game gets going there. The sense of atmosphere is what I think really kind of, you know, gives this one its Zelda-esque vibes. Obviously, you have the, you know, the, the obvious parallel is that you are, a guy riding on a horse in this fantastical landscape and like that is very Zelda-esque, but just like the, the incredible atmosphere of this game, it's, it's actually like very breath of the wild, I would say. So it's not really combat focused. You could actually argue that the combat is kind of clunky because there's not really much to the combat. You basically climb up, hold a button and stab. But the sense of, of atmosphere is just like off the charts. It's really, really good.
1: That's uh yeah, that sounds interesting. I, I mean, you say like giant beasts and like I'm like, okay, yeah, Colossus makes sense. but yeah, I have actually never I'm looking at this now. I've never seen it, never heard of it, but it looks interesting. The art style looks good too. Um, I'll have to check it out to see if it's something I want to add to my I have I have a pretty doozy of a two playlist of very many inspired by Zelda games apparently. <laughs>
0: so shadow of the colossus actually came out i want to say in 2006 maybe it was early 2007 but mm-hmm. it kind of came out within the same kind of cluster period that twilight princess and okami did and i also think that this is better than twilight princess so oh god <laughs> it's uh it's a really awesome it's a really awesome game i had a good time uh going back and playing it on ps4 earlier uh in the year so it's it still holds up definitely there are some things that Maybe don't hold up as as well as others, but the, the sense of atmosphere and the surprisingly the story actually is like very and anybody that's played it you know what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. the it, it's all it's all timeless and it still really holds up. So it's uh it's a good game. Um, let's keep on let's keep on going here and let's talk about uh, which one do we want to focus on next here, Al? How about how about it'll do too? Have you ever heard of it'll do?
1: Um, I feel like it sounds familiar, but I don't know what it is.
0: All right. It'll do. Oof. This game, It'll Do 1 and It'll Do 2 are... They're awesome. They're very fun. They're very... They're very Zelda-esque, obviously. Um, Kind of more... How would I describe them? You start off kind of like... You would in the NES games, where like you're just you're just there and you can go, but it's 3D. You know what? It's actually kind of like a link between worlds, where like you can start off, you can kind of choose where you want to go. You could choose to do a few uh, different puzzles and, and different stuff, and you can kind of make your way and, and collect your items and, and whatever, whatever. Um, so it progresses very much like your typical Zelda game, but there was a point, and it'll do too. I would say maybe about the halfway point, where like it was like the switch was completely turned up, and man, I would say that it'll do. Doesn't it, it's not really like a uh, it's not really like a combat focus game, but the puzzles in this game, oh my goodness! If you are a fan of the Zelda series for the puzzles, so it's like if 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 Oracle of Ages is one of your favorite Zelda games. You are going to love this game. The the puzzles, the the brain work, the the way that you have to think is like just mind bending. Um it's it's mind bending and like like I said like it's really like halfway through the game where like it goes from a 6 to like a 20 out of 10. The way that this game uses physics, uses uh, the objects that you get in the latter parts of the game, especially if you are going to like try and 100% this game, it is absolutely bonkers. That's that's the best word I can think of to describe it. It's just like, it's it's insane how tough these puzzles are. So yeah, if you are, if you're a Zelda fan for the puzzles, I I would strongly recommend it'll do too. It doesn't have the best overworld, doesn't have the best bosses, doesn't have the best combat, but man, the puzzles are just like, something else. It's... Whew.
1: That's kind of fun, actually, because, you know, when we look at a lot of these inspired by Zelda games, a lot of it has to do with, you know, the overworld, how it looks, um, how the characters move in combat, fighting big bosses and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool to see a game that's more focused on the puzzles.
0: Yeah. it, it, it is. it ever? My goodness. It is... It is a puzzle-focused game. I had to go and look up like, some solutions to how to actually progress, um, because I had no idea, and as you can imagine, there's not very many guides or walkthroughs for It'll Do on the internet, so I had to really just scrounge and try and find the, uh, the appropriate, you know, the appropriate, uh, solutions to some of these puzzles, so they were absolutely just nuts, so yeah, couldn't, couldn't put it over enough, if you are a fan of puzzles in Zelda, It'll Do is your game. And that is available on Switch. I think it's available on your iPhone. Um, check it out. It's it's something else. Nice. Um, okay, I'll let you you pick one of the next three. Al, we can either do Anodyne, Oceanhorn, or Moonlighter, because these are all games that uh, that I have played, and they're all I think really fun in their own way.
1: Um. Well, how about let's do? Uh, you said the first one was Anodyne. Yes. I haven't heard of that one at all. The other two, one I played and the other one I have on my two playlist. So okay. tell me about Anodyne.
0: Do you know who Salvador Dali is? No. <laughs> okay. So Salvador Dali was a painter, and gotcha. he would he would make paintings that were like paradoxes. So you you remember when in Inception when they're doing that whole staircase thing? Yeah. Okay. So basically, that's like a Salvador Dali painting. Is like. This, oh, uh, this this okay, paradox yeah, you're about. okay yeah if i could describe anodyne in a word it would be surreal it's uh it, it very much reminds me of a salvador Dali painting and that there there's just like this it's not that there's paradoxes in this game but it is just absolutely bonkers it's a bonkers game but like in the in the best kind of way um, if I had to directly compare this to a Zelda game, the Zelda game that it's probably closest to would be Link's Awakening DX. Um, mm. this is just like, it's, it's surreal and, it, and it's hard to say, it's hard to say exactly why you'd have to play it, but like, I really recommend it. Um, because the atmosphere is just like off the charts. It, so it plays very much like Link's Awakening DX and you'd move exactly the way that you would expect you swing your weapon in, in exactly the way that you would expect. Um, you kind of have some some side characters, and they are exactly what you would expect for the first little bit. But they once you kind of are established, it uh, because it it, it kind of starts off. It kind of starts off like fairly straightforward, and it's just like okay, this is obviously a Zelda-like game, and it's you know we know what we're going to expect. And then once you kind of get that then you start to, then it kind of starts to unwind, and um, you kind of go into, like, this really weird, like, surreal atmosphere that this game has. It's kind of like, have you ever seen the movie Donnie Darko?
1: Um, I don't think so.
0: Alright, so that's, that's, for anybody that's ever seen that movie, that's what this video game is like. So you can be, you can be going from, like, a part of so the overworld is called the land also by the way which is kind of fitting because it's just (laughs) like the most generic name that they could find but (laughs) you you kind of go from one section will be this like black and white uh really like 1950s-esque setting with like perfect homes you can go one screen over and you're in this futuristic like skyscraper-esque setting you're talking to like talking bears and talking moose and stuff like that um it's it's just like it's a trip it's really it's really really weird actually so I'm looking at the article that I wrote and there's a line in here that says it's hard to explain what anodyne is to fully appreciate it you need to experience it for yourself and that is like a hundred percent the case it's got very very surreal atmosphere kind of like Link's Awakening maybe a little bit like Majora's Mask but it's just like it's a really bonkers game. Actually, I re- I rebought it for my Switch because it goes on sale for like two bucks all the time. So if you, man, if you are looking for a trippy Zelda-like game to play, this is the one for you.
1: Nice. All right. Well, and the sequel, sounds-
0: the sequel is out too now. Actually, which I haven't played yet, but
1: oh, cool. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Sounds- it, it, and it's really fun too. You know, I've been putting over how kind of trippy it is, but it is really fun.
1: <laughs> well, sometimes those trippy games are fun, like. Once you're just like, kind of, what is happening? But then you like enjoy that you're being thrown for a loop. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, really quickly before we get to Moonlighter, because I know that you want to talk about that one. Let's talk about Oceanhorn. Okay. Um, this is this is probably so. I played Oceanhorn. Came very highly recommended, and you can look at this game, and it's it's very clearly based off the Wind Waker. Um, yeah. You you've got a boat. You're going to sea. You go do some different dungeons. Um, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fun, but I would say on the lower end of the, the games that, uh, I think I reviewed for Inspired by Zelda, um, if you like the Wind Waker and you like sailing, you'll probably like this a lot. If you, if you, if you don't, then, uh, I it, you know, the, the thing about this game is that it's definitely pretty fun. I haven't got a chance to play Oceanhorn 2 yet, but I just felt like it was kind of, uh, every, it played everything kind of safe and it was, uh, uh, I, I don't know, probably probably a little bit bland maybe is the word I'm looking for, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I think that uh, basically, basically this has all of the strengths and all of the weaknesses that the Wind Waker has, um, I would say. There's way too much sailing in this game. Uh, that, that's definitely true. But the combat, the combat and the puzzles, I think, are fun and has awesome music. So I would recommend this one. I'd probably recommend it a little bit, uh, less than I would maybe Anodyne or Stranger Things or anything like that. Also because it's more expensive on the Nintendo Switch. But yeah, I, I had, uh, I had a pretty decent time with this.
1: Yeah, I, this is one of those games when I first saw it, like initially saw it in, uh, I don't know if I saw it in the store because there's some days where I just kind of, run through the store and put a bunch of stuff in my wish list that looked interesting at the time that was what i did with this game because i saw it and i was like oh my god this looks just like wind waker it looked like it looks awesome and the main character guy looks so much like link in fact he like has a blue shirt in this like uh cover poster and so he kind of looks like link from breath of the wild and the characters like sprites look a lot like maybe a mix of uh like a Link Between Worlds um, and Wind Waker kind of sprites, I would say. And I was looking at it, and I was like, this looks just like Wind Waker. I have to play this. So it's in my wish list. I just never got around to it. And right. I'm wondering if, because I remember you talking about it when you played it, I'm wondering if <laughs> you said, like, it's kind of bland. And I was like, ah, well, then I'll wait. And so I think that's, I think that's what I did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that could has. very well have
0: been the case.
1: Yeah, it definitely still has, like, just looking at it, very strong Zelda, like, it's, it's like a Zelda, uh, game with a different coat of paint on it. Somebody, you know, took Wind Waker or A Link Between Worlds and was kind of like, here's this new adventure, but it's basically a Zelda game.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty much how I felt about Oceanhorn, where it was, like, it was, it was better than Phantom Hourglass, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, <laughs> but like that—that that was kind of the vibe I got from it. Where like, Phantom Hourglass, I just feel like is kind of Wind Waker light, and I and I think that I would feel—I I think I feel the same way about um, Oceanhorn, where it's like this feels like Wind Waker light. It does a better job than Phantom Hourglass, but still, it's just kind of like, yeah, you know.
1: I hear ya. Fell flat. I'll, I'll have to see what I think about it in my own unbiased opinion. I'll try to I'll try to put all words of Andy Spiteri out of my brain while I play it.
0: <laughs> um, I would play Oceanhorn too, to be honest. I've heard that that's quite good. Um, our buddy Joseph uh, Berlinger for the for the Zelda Dungeon just did a inspired by Zelda on it, and he said that uh, that the game was was much better. So yeah, Oh, nice. Uh, I would just go straight to that one. Um, all right, let's talk about Moonlighter. You've yes. been waiting to talk about this game. Let's talk about it. What did you have? You been playing it lately?
1: I, so I played it recently, uh, I, it's been a month or so now, but this was another game that I had seen on the, um, on the eShop, and I put it on my wishlist, and then I remember you talking about it, and I was like, ooh, I'm gonna buy that, so I bought it, I bought the physical edition, and then I never played it, and so, um, it was post-marathon, I was like, I just need to not play Zelda for a while, and then, of course, I pick up a Zelda-like game, so, (laughs) um, I was just like, you know what? I've had this on my shelf for a while. I remember really liking the feel of it when I was watching the trailer and stuff. So I'm going to play it. And oh my gosh, it is so good. I love this game so much because another, uh, aside from Zelda, the games that I like to play, and I, I feel like you can kind of tell this about me. I don't go for a lot of those high key, you know, uh, franchise games that a lot of people play. I usually play a lot of indie, uh, Um, grinding games so this also has a grinding aspect to it which I love but it feels like Zelda it feels like Binding of Isaac it feels like Stardew Valley and it's like all of these awesome games lumped into one which I really like so basically you're this merchant who has a knack for adventure because in this world you know merchants they don't they don't they're not known for going room uh, like dungeon diving you know but this guy does will and so there's these dungeons that are very Zelda-like, you know, you go and fight uh, enemies that are also very Zelda-like. Also reminded me of Blossom Tales because of the whole Golem thing, which Blossom Tales has a huge focus on. Um, and I I love how the leveling up, uh, like the pacing of that works. It's very... Uh, realistic I feel because you know what's funny is they they want you to start it on like hard mode and I was like no I'm not that good at video games so I the only other mode they have is normal and even normal is really hard so I was like you wanted me to start on hard like (laughs) I can't even get through normal but I eventually um I eventually got the hang of it it's the dungeons are are awesome the story is interesting, and then there's this other aspect to it where you run a shop because you're a merchant. So all the items that you pick up in the dungeons you sell to the townspeople and you're trying to make this town, like you're trying to put it back on the map a little bit with your store, which I really like. And so, I I mean, I feel like it's a great, inspired by Zelda game, and it actually made me think of a possible Zelda spin-off that I think would be super interesting. Um kind of but instead of it, this is why I say spin-off instead of our boy Link, I think Ravio would be the best at like just have a Ravio spin-off and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to try my hand at being a hero" because we know he's kind of like a he's a, kind of a scaredy cat. He doesn't really you know have the desire to go off and he does have the desire to go off and be the hero but he's a coward so he's like I'm just gonna help the hero well I think this would be the perfect format for him to be like you know I'm gonna try my hand at being a a hero I wanna help you know Laurel and uh my people so I'm gonna kind of go dungeon diving and the stuff that I get the goodies that I get I'm gonna put in my shop I just think that would be perfect like I was thinking that the whole time I was playing this game I think that would be so much fun
0: uh, yeah, that'd be cool. I would be, uh, totally down for that. I was surprised actually that I enjoyed this game. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but I did enjoy this game a lot actually, but I, I'm not really like, like, I don't really like Animal Crossing. I don't really like Stardew Valley. I don't really like Harvest Moon. I don't like all those games cause I, to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but to me it's just like, well, what's the point of this? There's no end game. There's no end goal. It's just like you do your you do your thing and, you know, it, there's nothing accomplished. And then maybe that's just in my own weird headcanon. But that's why I don't really enjoy those games. So when I was just like, oh, man, this game kind of looks like Stardew Valley but, like, meets Zelda. I mean, I, I think I must have recommended this game to you uh, because I was like, this would probably be Allison's Jam. And uh, I feel like, not surprisingly, it is. But I really liked it, too. It actually, this, the selling of items in the in the shop I thought was like kind of a thrill because it's like is this dude gonna buy this is he gonna buy this did I price it too high yeah he's gonna buy it and then like you have to catch the thieves when they try and steal your stuff it's good stuff I thought that the the dungeons were like ridiculous though especially at the beginning It was so hard
1: did you play on hard mode or normal I played on normal okay yeah I I just suck i (laughs) i feel like once i picked it up and i was getting the patterns of the enemies i was like okay i can do this but at first i was like i can't believe they wanted me to do this on hard mode because they literally recommend hard mode at the beginning they say like there's a little script that says you should play this in hard mode um but i was like i was like there's no way and then i finally got the gist of it
0: do you have the dlc for moonlighter because when i played it the, the DLC had not been released, but there's been a lot of content that's come out for that game um, since then. Have you had a chance to, to play any of that?
1: I didn't know there was DLC. Now I'm really excited.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there you go. There's DLC. There's yeah, definitely I think DLC. Maybe
1: because I bought the physical edition, so I didn't, I wasn't looking at the eShop page for it. That's you right. know would tell me that there's DLC. So um, that's cool. I, I'm totally down to play DLC for this game.
0: Cool. Well, yeah. Very very fun like if you i feel like if you are a fan of the games that i mentioned like stardew or animal crossing this is going to be right up your alley
1: yeah just uh maybe i i wouldn't say uh animal crossing too much but the the gist is like you're you're grinding and you kind of level up your town kind of deal that that's like the other aspect of the. it's kind of split in half like zelda and then the grinding Sardu Valley-ish kind of game, and it's great. And the art style is good. The music is also very good. Like I was very surprised by,
0: yeah.
1: by how well the music is. The art style is wonderful, and overall, like I'm, I love this game. I'd recommend it to anybody.
0: Yeah, very, very charming, very fun. Um, yeah, I, I think I put like a, a good thirty hours or something into it. So also like pretty. A big thing for me with these inspired by Zelda titles is, like, I want kind of bang for my buck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I want I want it to be fun, but I also don't want to pay as much as I would for, like, a full-blown Zelda game. So, yeah. um, very for the price, you get a lot out of it. So, very good. Alright, let's quickly talk about Blossom Tales. We've talked about this before. We've interviewed the developers before. This is probably the most faithful, like, 2D, top-down Zelda, inspired by Zelda game that we are covering. In the same way that Okami kind of takes the the structure and stuff that really works in 3D Zelda, um, Blossom Tales really just takes the, the structure and what works of 2D Zelda and just really does a good job like implementing that and, and making a, a very, very fun game that's that's full of heart and full of charm um, on its own with that. Um, so yeah, Blossom Tales, I, de- I definitely wanted to mention because I've been a, a champion of this game. For a long time. I, I don't know if I convinced you to play this game yet. Have you played it at all?
1: Oh yeah, I've I played Blossom Tales, yes. It's been a oh, couple okay. years, so I don't remember too much about it, but it definitely sticks in my mind as, oh my god, this was, this was a Zelda game. Like, it's legit a Zelda game.
0: Yeah, and like, I kind of heard people call it a Zelda clone, and you know, like, I, I mean, it is a Zelda clone, right? Like it's, it's a, it takes literally everything that 2D Zelda does well and replicates it. But I feel like that kind of has like a dismissive or, uh, I don't know, negative connotation to it. And I, and I really don't think that this is uh, a negative thing at all because it really, it really like takes the, the structure, it takes the blueprint of Zelda, but it adds like its own little charm and its own little kind of whimsicalness to it. I remember playing Blossom Tales. One of my favorite things is... So the structure of the game is you you go see a grandpa and he's reading his grandchildren a story. And the story that he's reading is Blossom Tales. And so while he's reading this story and his grandkids are listening, sometimes they'll interject and say like, oh, this is boring. Instead, she should have fought like a big fire dragon. And all of a sudden... The really easy boss that you're fighting turns into a big fire dragon because this grandpa is trying <laughs> to, you know, entertain his grandkids, and it's stuff like that that like really makes it uh, stick out and and feel, just like feel like its own game, have its own identity, and just uh, it it has it has that whimsicalness and that charm that I think really help kind of you know push it over the edge. It's very Minish Cap esque in a lot of ways, so I really love this game. Uh, I didn't want to spend too too much time talking about it but uh because I've talked about it a lot before but yeah I mean anyone that has not played this before um definitely definitely go and check this out
1: yeah I kind of I kind of understand what you're saying about like Zelda clone it, it kind of de- like belittles the game that it is because while it is a Zelda clone in that it moves like a Zelda game kind of looks like a Zelda game the combat the dungeons the bosses. But it has its own identity, and I think that's really cool. And they yeah. have this heavy focus on, like, Golem lore, lore, which you don't see in a lot of games. You see it in Moonlighter and stuff like that, but when people think Golem, they're thinking Lord of the Rings, not what an actual Gollum is unless you're, like, super into that stuff. So I, I thought that was cool because I was like, this is a new – well, not new, but a different aspect to a game that I haven't s- played very much of, so I really enjoyed that. And, I i mean, I liked it. I thought the story was super charming and great, and, um, uh, you know, some of it I'm forgetting because it's been, like, it was, like, 2018, so it's been a few 2017. years. But... Oh, well, there you go. It's been, like, four years. But it's still, like, if, if you really like games like this where you're, like, you know, this looks like a Zelda game with a different identity, you know, then this is the game for you because it was great.
0: All right, one more... One more game that I want to talk about here, because every everybody was asking. They're like, "Who is the Drifter? What is the Drifter? Why is this guy <laughs> in a in a Zelda tournament for Fall Brawl?" I'm gonna tell you who the Drifter is. Hyperlight Drifter is. Uh, it's actually like a seven year old game by this point. Maybe maybe even more. But this game is one of my favorite inspired by Zelda games, and and I would say this one is a little bit on the um, it, it's not, it doesn't copy the structure as precisely or, or, or identically as Blossom Tales or Okami or anything like that. This is just a really, really awesome looking game that takes the, kind of the, the environments of Zelda and the, the item structure of Zelda where like you upgrade your weaponry and your items and stuff like that. And it kind of builds on its own, it builds on that and then builds away from that. So you control the drifter and. And you have this really awesome looking, it's basically like a lightsaber, except it leaves like light behind you. So like the visuals just look super cool. It's got this really awesome kind of, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like pixely, but it's its kind of like an SNES game where that it looks pixely, but some of it looks NES pixely. It just, it looks fantastic. You're, and a lot of the game is really based on your combat. And it's really, really fun to pull off a bunch of these different moves as the drifter with your sword it's uh, it's really satisfying and, and for anybody that knows me, I don't really love like combat isn't a thing in a video game that really is my you know number one priority. I, I kind of focus on exploration. I focus on the setting and atmosphere and this game has tons of, of those in spades. don't get me wrong but the combat actually is like really really fun and I was I was surprised how much that I actually liked just like slicing and dicing all these different enemies. It's hard. It's, uh, it's, the story is very cool. You're like fighting this kind of like Calamity Ganon-esque being. I believe it's called Judgment and it's about to destroy the world. It's just, it's got kind of all the staples of a Zelda game. Great music, great combat, great, uh, great item upgrades. Just atmosphere is off the charts. I, I can recommend playing Hyperlight Drifter enough. And actually a kind of spiritual sequel called Solar Ash is right around the corner to this. So I'm, I'm very excited for that.
1: Nice yeah I haven't played this I I think I put it on my wish list but then I was I I watched the trailer for it again and I'm not sure like I'm not I think it's just because I'm not too huge on the style maybe or something about it that has kept me from playing it so it's it's still on my wish list but it's just not something that I've played yet and it's kind of shocking to hear that it's uh an like at least seven years old at this point (laughs) maybe i got my
0: years i I actually just fact checked myself um so it is it is five years old at this point
1: well even still because i feel like i only just put it on my wish list last year but maybe that's just because i'm super behind the times with everything and anything but um yeah i mean i could kind of see how it would have um a zelda you know vibe to it but yeah something's kept me from it i i i'm gonna have to you know dip my toe in those waters and see how that goes
0: yeah very fun um very (laughs) i mean it's brutal it's a brutal game it's violent but like the violence (laughs) is is quite something to see in this game so i would very much recommend it um we've got a ton of like other inspired by zelda games that i haven't played you haven't played so we won't talk about them but just looking at some of the games that our writers have uh have written about here we got tunic which just looked like this awesome uh just Zelda esque game where you're playing as this little fox. I'm really looking forward to has playing that. that. that, uh, that Genshin Impact, yet, which is one it? of the biggest games in the world right now. I remember when it oh, came yeah. out, that was just like the Breath of the Wild clone. And now, I mean, now like really, it's I think it's one of the top trending games in the world. So I'm I am looking forward to to getting in playing that. We actually I think we originally had planned to play that sometime this year, but we hadn't quite got there yet. Right. Um, Oceanhorn Two, as we mentioned is another one, and, uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising, that's a game that I heard was kind of Breath of the Wild Light, so I kind of stayed away from it, but I've heard different things about that game from different writers, so I think when the price is right, I'm gonna dip my toes into that and just see exactly how that game is.
1: Very nice. Um, I I had a question, has Tunic come out yet? Because I feel like I've been waiting for that game forever and haven't heard anything about it.
0: No, there's, there's a demo that came out, um, but I don't believe that the main game itself is out yet, but I, I remember that we, we saw it at E3 one year, and it was a part of the Microsoft press conference, and I, I think everyone on the Zelda team, the Zelda Dungeon team, was just like, oh my god, this looks awesome, um, but no, it has not come out yet. It is supposed to come out in 2021, whatever that means, so, uh. Oh,
1: okay, they got... (laughs) <laughs> three months left <laughs> I mean yeah, yeah. I, I remember hearing about that at one point and I'm like oh my god that looks so great you're playing this little little fox dude in a green tunic I mean how how much more Zelda can you get and and then I never heard about it again
0: <laughs> yeah it, the release date is just 2021 so I don't know how optimistic I am about it coming out in 2021 at this point <laughs> but there's still no day but who knows uh Axiom Verge 2 was just shadow dropped the other day so um, maybe this could be as well, but yeah, those are some games, Zelda fans, listeners of the champions cast to hold you over while we're waiting for the next Zelda game. I know that we had Skyward Sword. I know that we had the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. I know that we have Age of Calamity DLC coming up. I don't know. I just, I just feel like, man, I, I this has just been a dry time for, for Zelda. Uh, maybe that's just me. I'm not Sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of get how you're feeling. I mean, we did just have Skyward Sword release, but that's like, that's just a n- new release of old content. So there's only so much that we can be excited and talk about that because we've talked about it at length already. So it does kind of feel like we haven't seen much that's new. Um, and I, I, I want to put a couple recommendations out there. These are, these are more like hints of Zelda. Rather than inspired by Zelda, but I feel like there are other people out there who are like me and like grinding games and uh, rather than these super action, you know, combat inspired games. uh, If you really like Stardew, I would recommend my time at Portia. It has a Breath of the Wild kind of um, open worldness, I'd say. Um, when I was streaming it last week, a a, a few people kept saying it's like Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild. And I had to think about it because I was like, initially, I wouldn't think so. But after thinking about it, I would say it is, uh, just a little bit where the, the colors and the open worldness. Um, also there's Rhyme. Have you heard of Rhyme, Andy? Uh,
0: yeah, I have actually.
1: I wouldn't say that it's super combat heavy. It's more story uh base it's progress like it progresses through different levels for a story there is some combat there is a bunch of puzzles and um I think it's like five levels but you're there for the story but it just it does have like hints of Zelda in it that I really appreciated that I think drew me to it and now it has its own identity to me and it's a very moving story so I'd highly recommend that one as well um and a couple other ones um Windbound has some wind waker feels. It's a very sailing game, so if you're into that, I would check that one out. And you know, there's always more out there. So,
0: you know, you know what game we got to play still?
1: Oh God! Uh, a lo- well, Rogue. there's a lot I have to play.
0: <laughs> Rogue, whatever. Rogue. God, did I... I'm praying to God that the developers never hear this show. Um, <laughs> we, Allison and I, got a code for a game. I want to say it was called like Rogue something. And uh, it's supposed to be like a Four Swords-esque that's right. looking game, uh, Four Swords Adventures-esque looking game. It looked quite fun. It uh, it looked like something that we could have a good time with. We just never we never got around to playing it. Life is uh, is only so you can only fit so many games into so many times. But that's something that we have to play as well. Um, so yeah,
1: nice, That'll very be fun. nice, yeah. All right.
0: Well, there we go. We, we hope that you, we've given you guys some recommendations of some games to uh, to fill your time with until we get the next Zelda game coming out or maybe until the Age of Calamity DLC uh, concludes and wraps up. But, uh, yeah, go and go and check out some of those games. And if you have any inspired by Zelda games that you really love, uh, let us know what some of your favorite ones are because uh, I myself am always looking for games to play as well. So, yeah, I'd appreciate it if you uh, let me know what some of your favorites are. Um, that is it for this show this week. We are going to get out of here. Of course, we'll be back next week. You can check us out over on Twitter at Spateri316 at AllisonAletha. And you can check us out over on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Go like and subscribe. Recommend us to that Zelda fan in your life. Until next week, everybody, take care.